Well, Happy New Year. <laughs> Again, it's a great time <laughs> to be alive in the history of the world. I'm telling you, there's never been a time like right now to be alive, ever to be alive on planet Earth than right now. I mean, you know, people say, no, no, it's, it's the worst of times. That's the best of times. When things appear to be bad, it's the best of times for God because our God can do things even when it seems like it can't be done. Amen? And, and when you can't do anything, that's when he becomes strong. You get out of the way and yield to him and allow him to use you, that's when amazing things get done. Say this after me. Less of me, more of him. Amen? This year. Less of us, more of him. Amen. Well, um, <clears throat> last week we talked about, the title of our message last week was Trusting God. Just Trust God was the title. <clears throat> and, um, and that's the title today. And I think it's going to be the title for the rest of the month. My, my vision message my wife talked about, we have our vision Sunday, and <clears throat> we will, on that Sunday, talk about vision of the church, but I'm going to give you what I believe God has been speaking to me for a while, but um, it's kind of evolving in a kind of a different way, in a strange way, and, um, and so <clears throat> I usually don't give you a word that I've heard prophesied right off, but I've heard this word about 2021 prophesied. And it so went with what God had said to me, so I'm just, I'm just using it. You know, it's God's word anyway. And, um, uh, and I, so I've heard this word, uh, Brother Copeland gave this word of prophecy for 2021, that 2021 is the year of the local church. And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, do I, does that resonate with me in my spirit? And so I'm going to talk today. Along that line, um, but the other thing that I've heard God for about three months now, I spoke this to my wife about three months ago, and I, I told her some things, and it had to do, it started out with some things personally, but I, I really believe it's, it has to do with his whole church, and, I've, and just in the last few weeks, I've, I've just heard God say this, and, I, and, and this is the way I wrote it. God said that he is recreating his church. God is recreating his church. You know what I say? I'm recreating myself in him. I'm, I'm recreating my marriage and family and the church body and who we are as a church. Seeing that recreated, God is recreating things in, in this day and hour that we're living in. And... Um, when something is created, it's one thing. When something is recreated, it becomes better. I don't know about you, but 2021 is a year for you and I to be better than we've ever been before. Amen? Why would we get worse? Who wants to be worse? Who wants to, who wants to just meet the status quo? No, we want to live on top, not underneath. We want to, we want to live life achieving and accomplishing everything God's put in our hearts to accomplish in, in this day, in this hour, and in, in, in this year especially. Amen? 
So, what I'm looking at today and, and for the rest of the month, I'm, I'm looking at some reasons why people don't trust God. I'm looking at and thinking about reasons why people don't trust God. Um, and the reason people don't trust God boils down to three words that I'm giving you today. Three words that I believe are the, are the, are the main reason why people struggle trusting God. Demonic distractions. Exclamation mark. People don't trust God because of demonic distractions. People don't trust God because they find themselves in their life yielding to demonic distractions. And where those demonic distractions reside is in the realm of the soul, in your thought life. The thought life creates distractions that keep people from being assured that what God has promised, He will do. Absolutely assured that if God promised it, He will do it. So, just follow with me in Scripture today as we read through a a number of passages. We're going to start in John 14 and verse 25. Remember, we're talking about trusting God, what trusting God is and what it looks like. We're talking about today, and we will throughout this year, but this year is the year of the local church. And so when we read through here, we're going to look at what Jesus said about demonic distractions and how to deal with them. So in verse 25 of John 14, Jesus said, These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, whoo, thank God for the Helper, amen? Somebody just shout out to me, where did you learn about the Helper? No, 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 tell me where you learned, where did you learn about the Helper? Tell me the place where you're at, where you, were, you learned that, who the Helper was. Where? Okay, somebody else? Yeah, but somebody else? No college? Hmm? You walked across, got your degree. Everybody say degrees are great. Everybody say college is great. No, but where you learned it was the church. The church taught you there's a helper. And this church taught you you need help. (laughs) 
This church taught you to have, have it and say it with an attitude. <laughs> I need help. Every human being on the planet needs help, especially the ones that think they don't. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's what the local church is for, to teach you how to know, how to hear the voice of God in the moment when distractions are trying to plummet your life. Distractions come at you from every direction. Lies come to you from every direction. And the helper, the Holy Spirit, resides on the inside of us to reveal to us what's truth and what's a lie. It's the year of the local church. It's the year about being passionate about what we hear and doing something with what we hear. Peace I leave with you, Jesus told his disciples, and he's telling us today. My peace, his peace, I give it to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The world's peace is all conditional. No, no conditions to his. Now watch this. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to my Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk with you, for the ruler of this world, that's the devil, is coming. Look at the next six words. And he has nothing in me. I'll say it like this. He has nothing on me. He has nothing. There's nothing that I've yielded to him in times of trouble. He has nothing in me is what Jesus said. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. He has nothing in me. I'll just tell you what my goal, my number one goal is in 2021. Seems weird saying that. Sounds like 2001, a space odyssey. Anyway. Some of you are going, What? Some of you younger ones are going, 2001, what? Hearing God is vital. Holy Spirit is here to teach us things. But my number one purpose and goal in 2021 is to leave this year where the devil has nothing in me. Now, somebody say, well, then, then you'll be just like Jesus. That's what I want to be like. But the truth is this. He'll always have something for you to work through. There'll always be something. As long as you live here, there'll always be something for you to work through. But the, the mark is Jesus. 
There was nothing in him, so that's what I achieve. That's what I'm after. That's what I'm going for this year. The devil have nothing in me that I not that I not revert to any thought of fear, trying to grip my mind, any lie, any anything that the enemy would bring that I would not give in to anything in 2021. That's my goal. That's my desire. That every time a thought comes, I turn around and replace it with what Jesus said is so. When I say Jesus, I'm not just talking about in the Gospels. He is the living word. From Genesis to Revelation, everything in between. That that word, the Holy Spirit, was sent to reveal to me in the moment when I need it. Comes to me because I believe in the local church, I believe in the word that's preached, and I do something with what I hear. That's what I want to see. And I'll tell you this also. Hearing God, hearing the Father from the person of the Holy Spirit will produce your due season this year. Hearing God and doing what he says will produce the due seasons that are already out there because the word says your due season is there for anything. I don't care what it is in your life things that you're believing God for, your due seasons will come to pass if this year you purpose to hear the voice of God and do what he says more than ever before, becoming familiar with what his voice is versus all the other voices that are lies. I'm just telling you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. To hear the voice of God means you have to shut certain things off. I've told you this in the last few weeks, about a month, a month and a half ago or so, I just quit watching news. I just don't watch it anymore. Not any news. None. Zero. Like I've said, people keep me abreast of what's going on, you know, so you get the news whether you watch it or not, but I've chosen to turn it off and listen to the voice of God. So what I'm challenging you with today is what God's challenged me with. Turn it off and listen to me and you'll step into everything I want you to step into in 2021. You'll step into it. And it's not just in a 12-month period, in 2021 and beyond. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What Jesus was trying to get his disciples, that they were all whining and crying because he kept saying he was going to leave. What do you mean you're going to leave? He said, if I don't leave, then the, the one that's making the difference in me for all of humanity can't come and live inside of you. I have to leave. The due seasons in 2021 are tied to you being passionate about hearing the voice of God. Hearing God produces trust. When you're confident that you know you're developing how to hear God, you say, well, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, so many people say this. I- I've heard this through the years, all my born-again life for the last 44 years that I've been born again. I've heard this statement. You just never know what God is going to do. I mean, God's fickle. I mean, he, some days he may do this, and the next day he may do that, because everybody's basing what God does 
on the results that people get. No, no, no. Everything that God says is so is so, whether you believe it or not or whether you see anything happen or not, it's so. But you'll never get to the manifestations of God. You'll never get to manifestations in your life God's way if you don't hear, learn how to hear his voice and get his plan from him. You can't get his plan from everybody else. Only from him. And how does that come? It starts with the preached word. That's why the church is so vital. The church is vital. This church centers everything around the preached word. Everything. All the other things are good and secondary, but everything is centered around the preached word because without the word, all the other stuff really doesn't matter. People have to get it. You and I have to get the understanding of his word from the person of the Holy Spirit. We have to hear it. Hearing God produces trust. And when you trust, you never labor again. Every time you find yourself getting back into laboring and trying to make something happen, you shut it down quick because you know there's no results there. God's way produces amazing results. That's why we encourage you to send in your testimonies of this year so that we can read them and, and let people know how great God is. I mean, there's some amazing testimonies in this body of great things that have happened in, in, in 2020. So let's go a little bit deeper to this thing about the, the demonic distractions. Um, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, in case people didn't know what adversary means, he went and, said, he went ahead and defined what that meant. It's the devil. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. The true lion is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Can you say amen? He has a real roar with a real bite. He's real. And he has real teeth. Heard one guy say, roaring lions are those who, their teeth are falling out and they really don't have a bite. All the devil is is just a big scare. He has big scare ta tactics trying to get people to believe that his roar has a real bite and it has no bite. No bite. Like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith steadfast in your trust and confidence that God is who he says he is and he will do what he said he'll do. That has to be developed. It didn't happen because you heard one message or you read a passage of scripture and you like one verse or you get a scripture verse on a daily basis and you like that. It's not just about what you know, it's what you do with what you know. He said, resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after, everybody say after. Say it again. After you have suffered a while, he will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. And amen. Everybody say amen to that. 
to him be the glory. But he said, after you've suffered for a little while, after. You know, the word suffering is not popular because of what people think it means. Now, let me ask this question, and I want to get a good amen out of this. How many know that you are redeemed from the curse of the law? Amen? Maybe I get a better amen out of that one. How many know you're redeemed? Amen? We are redeemed from the curse. So you, you go through the Bible and you find every curse, you're redeemed from that. Anybody ever see sickness and disease in the Bible? You're redeemed. Every sickness, every disease, every virus, every everything, you've been redeemed. The Bible says so. But you haven't been redeemed from getting your own way. And throwing a fit. When two-year-olds throw a fit, it's one thing. When 45-year-olds throw a fit, it's something else. I'm telling you today, there is suffering involved in our lives of being delivered from getting our own way and throwing fits if we don't get it, that the enemy is so in the middle of, woo, doggies. It's a good Texas slang word. Doggy. After you've suffered for a while, been extracted from getting your own way, learning how to do it his way, Then you get established, strengthened, settled, and on the receiving end of everything that God has for you. But you have to go through the suffering of the flesh of selfishness, attitude, anger, all of those different things. You have to walk through that. Because if you don't, you can't be established. God can't establish somebody in the faith when they're all about themselves. Man, I didn't wish I had, I I wish I, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say, man, I wish I didn't have to preach this. No, I'm really glad I am. I'm glad, I'm glad to preach this. Thank you, Father. We have to be delivered. Because I'm telling you right now, the planet, the planet needs people that hear God, they're established in God, and they trust God with everything. The planet needs people that trust God. Not putting their trust in any political party or anything else, they're putting their trust in God. I'm just telling you right now, across the board, if you try to develop some type of trust factor through media of any kind, 
you will be let down. You know why? Because who can you trust that you don't know? Well, you know, he's, he said this, she said that. I mean, I, I, just, I can just tell. No, you can't tell. People are good liars. Good deceivers. Look right in that camera. I did not have whatever. They're good liars. And I'm telling you, there are demonic distractions in your life when you allow things to convince you of something that you have no surety on the inside about. That's one thing when God tells you you can trust that person and you may not know them. But you're not going to hear that from God when all you're doing is listening to all their crap. You won't. You're going to hear wrong. And you will be disappointed. And you will be let down. And people will let you down. Okay. James 1 and 19. <clears throat> Going a little bit farther. It's got a few more things to say. And then we're going to pick it up next week because we're going to stay on this throughout the month. Because you need to hear this. I need to preach it so I'm hearing myself. But you need to hear what God's given me about this year. And I'm telling you, due season, I, I, I feel like when I'm looking out here today, I feel like I see it. I see it written across your forehead. Due season. These are some due season people. Hearing the voice of God, doing what God says. You hear God, you'll trust God, and you'll walk in due season. <clears throat> if, you had, if you didn't hear my message on due season, go, go to, the, to the app and, what, what, what was that message? Go listen to that. It was on Wednesday night. Was it the worship Wednesday night? Yes. That was the first Wednesday of December? Yes. First Wednesday of December. Go listen to that message. It's only 22 minutes long. <clears throat> Verse 19 to James 1. My, my dear brothers and sisters, this is in the NIV. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger, frustration, does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So just kind of let that, put that in a pot and let it simmer for a while. There's, a, there's another passage that I'm not going to read the whole thing today, but it's found in Ephesians 4 and verse 26. It says, in your anger, Ephesians 4.26, in your anger, do not sin. So one translation says, be angry and sin not. 
So you can be angry or frustrated. Something can kind of come at you and it kind of grip you, but don't sin with that. Don't give in to the anger. Let anger become righteous. We'll talk about that later. Think about that. Let anger become a righteous anger because there is one. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. All month long, that's what we're going to talk about. You start to shut the door, you get it almost there and he sticks that big rubber converse right in the door. And instead of you taking a big old steel toe boot and kick that thing out of the way, you just let it remain. Oh, well, it's too hard. Just leave it there. It's all right. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a crack. Then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Right? It becomes larger. It gets bigger all along the way. But you and I don't have to be angry and people that are out of control. Why? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many say amen to that? I don't have to be that kind of a person. But this anger and attitude and out of control thing in our personalities will not hold water with God. It will not hold water. You will not be on the receiving end of the things of God. Why? Because you can't be trusted. He can't trust you to do what he wants done. And that's what this whole thing is about. We're here on the planet as ambassadors for God. We're his mouthpiece. We're declaring things to the planet that God wants spoken because most people aren't going to go to the Word, so they've got to hear it in church. That's why this year is the year of the local church and the benefit of the local church getting the word out through the local church, and then when people have the word, then they can take the word as they leave, and they can do something with it. But we have to be these people that are in control. Can you say amen? The devil controls people through these thoughts, these distractions that I talked about in the beginning. He controls people because people yield to the thoughts, and that gives the devil a foothold. It gives him a place in their life. And the place is given through accepting thoughts that are lies. When you accept thoughts that are lies and then you're in in a place of trying to make things happen in your life, man, you just get angry been there, done it, got the t-shirt. It makes you angry. Makes you angry trying to make things happen and then they don't come to pass or they don't come to pass and there's no peace. Remember, he has given you his peace. But without the peace of God, you can have it all, appear to be having it all and, and appear like everything's great in your life. There's such a deception in media today, in, at every level, there is such a deception that if you have this, you're great, and everything will work out. If you do this, or you become this, I'm the next American Idol. And then what? 
Great if you become that because it was God's plan for your life. But it's horrible if you become that because you feel so bad about yourself and you're a loser. And if you don't become that, then you'll be a loser all your life. That's horrible. Isn't it astonishing on that show, some of the people? I mean, just weep over things in their life. So sad. Why? Because they don't know him. Listen, you're the American Idol. People want what you have when you know God. You can be whatever country idol, where people idolize what you have because of the goodness of God. Did you hear what I said? Because of how good God is, people want what you have. They want to be you. Because of the goodness of God. But anger and frustration send you in the in the opposite direction. Every time people get angry, they yield to the devil and do stupid things that never produce, ever. So many people do things for a while, and I've seen this all through the years that I've pastored, where people would start out and do things for a while and then quit. Never asking God about what they should do next, but just giving up on whatever they were doing. I've seen people give up on marriages. I've seen people give up on jobs. I've seen people, you know, angry, mad, frustrated, give up on all kinds of things in life, give up on church life and everything else. Never ask God anything about it. And what happens when you give up on the plan of God for your life is that things don't work out. They never work out. <clears throat> There's another passage that I was going to read here in Romans 12. And I want you to think about this. Romans 12 and verse 17 is something just really that I, that I, that I really need to pinpoint today and, and leave you with in, in this whole message that I've brought you. He said in verse 17 of Romans 12, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine And I will repay, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine, and I will repay. See, if somebody comes, if somebody comes against me as a pastor, if somebody says something, does something against me, and they really mean it, people can get mad. I mean, have you ever been mad and said something stupid about somebody and you shouldn't have said it? I'm talking about when somebody really means it. Well, it won't be good for you. If somebody comes against you and they really mean it, it won't be good for you. For you. If, if you come against someone else, it won't be good for you. If somebody comes against me as a pastor 
and they really mean it, it won't be good for them because he said, vengeance is mine. He said, I'll repay, and I don't need you doing my job. Did you hear? See, I've had people do me wrong through the years, and, and I used to look at certain passages of Scripture, like one one that I can think of that says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment will be proven wrong. And I used to speak that passage of Scripture against somebody that I thought was against me. And one day, God said to me, you're trying to do my job. That Scripture's there. This passage of Scripture here. Many other passages of Scripture, they're there. You leave those to me. Vengeance is mine. You do what I've told you to do. You live here the way I've told you to do, and then you'll live in due season. You live mad, angry, you know, frustrated, doing what you're doing. You're going to leave your spouse. You're going to leave your job. You're going to do this in, a, in an angry way. All of the things that you do and the way you leave some place, you leave a church, a job, you leave a marriage and everything else, and you've left there blaming the other person or other people as the problem, it won't be well for you. It can't be well for you. But you don't have the right to speak scriptures in anger against other people. not your job and it won't go well for you but here's what you get to do huh see I didn't just leave you with you can't do that no I, you can do it I mean shoot you can do whatever you want you can't you don't have to stop anything I'm telling you you get involved in that mess and you stay involved in that mess 2021 will not be a year of due season I was, born at light, I was born at night, but not last night. <laughs> I got it. I got the memo. Hmm? Got the email from heaven. I mean, it is big time big to me what I'm sharing with you. We don't have to give in to this mess. But this is what we get to do right here. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, if your enemy's hungry... Feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I didn't get one amen out of that. Oh, you did say amen. Yeah, I heard that from the, from the shadows over there. That's what we get to do. We get to pray for people. We get to take care of people. We get to help people. We get to be a blessing to people. We get to speak over people in a good way. Because he said vengeance is his. I promise you, he is better at making sure that people get their comeuppance than you will ever be in your life. Ever. I said ever, ever, and I'll say it again, ever, ever, ever. He's so much better at all that stuff. While we can be busy... Listen to me, we can be busy doing what's right, blessing people, 
helping people, praying for people. You say, yeah, but, you know, these people did this to me, and I, I don't, so, so you need to spend time praying in the Spirit, getting a grip of yourself. You know, you don't necessarily have to go take them a pie or do some nice thing for them like that. Just pray for them. Speak over them, and do not allow your mouth to say anything negative over their life. What am I, what am I telling you to do? Am I telling you to leave here condemned because you've done that before? I can't tell you how many times I've done things like that. I'm saying it's over with. It's over with with me. Been over with for a while, but I'm just saying even more. 2021, it's more over. Listen, nobody can hurt you when God is on your side. Nobody can destroy your life. Nobody can keep your destiny from coming to pass except you. Nobody. So two things I leave you with today. <clears throat> it won't be good, as I said, if you or someone against you really means what they say and the, and the attitude that they have. It won't be well with their life. But even if somebody's doing something negative to you, you can help see that stopped by praying for them. Praying Ephesians 1 and 3. Colossians 1 over them, those prayers that, we, that we've encouraged you over the last few years to pray over people. It's amazing how things will change in people's lives when you passionately pray for them and do them good and not evil. What, what do you say? Don't, over, don't, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't let what they're doing overcome you. You overcome it by doing good. That's what Jesus did. That's what he was telling us in John 14. <clears throat> this is what I, this is, this is, this goes with my challenge and what I'm telling you that I've committed to God this year. That throughout this year, everything that, where the devil has had a place in my life is being removed. And when you bless people, that's when the devil has nothing in you because he has no answer for blessing. Man, he'll support everything that you do when you're talking bad and do, oh, yeah, that's right, and they did that. Oh, yeah, that's right, that too. Oh, yeah, and then another thought comes that they did something. They didn't even do that. You forget what the original thing you're mad about because 14 other things he gave you to be mad about. Now, I mean, it's going. Man, I mean, it's just like the carpet has been rung, ro rolled out. And, man, you're mad about everything. I'm just telling you today, it won't get you anywhere. John 10, 10, and I'm in with this verse. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Amen? The thief comes to kill, to steal, to destroy for me. And you know what? Today, I gave you just a small glimpse and an opening of how he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's defeated, totally, through deception and lies, getting you to believe that what you see and how you feel and what's come against you is more real than what God has promised. And that will never end. 
What I'm telling you today is, in 2021, we're going to get really good at replacing his crap with God's goodness. Can you say amen to that? Yeah, he comes. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. But God's already come to give me abundant life. One translation says he's come to give me life to the full until it overflows. My due season is here. Because you know why? My due season's already out there. It's coming to me. Why? Because I'm living my life to be a blessing, hmm? not living my life to protect myself. You need to come back next week because I got some really good stuff. Man, I'm not coming back and listening to more of this. Hey, you. Hey, you. This is liberating. This is life. This is life today. Amen.